0: Hi, welcome back to She Speaks Life. Today, I have with me Dana Grimsley. Dana is married to retired Yankee pro baseball player, Jason Grimsley, and she's going to share about walking through a very difficult marriage with Jason's infidelity, drug, and alcohol addiction, and how she got through by God's grace and the power of prayer that then brought them to a place of healing purpose and using their past to help and encourage others going through similar struggles and circumstances. Dana's husband has a book out called Cross-Stitched, One Man's Journey from Ruin to Restoration that is out now that dives deeper into the life of Jason's personal experience of finding his identity in Christ and realizing that only God can fulfill and satisfy the empty void in life. I love this conversation with Dana. She is such a prayer warrior. I know you'll enjoy it too. Here's my guest, Dana Grimsley. Hi, Dana. Welcome to She Speaks Life podcast. I am so excited you are here to share your story with us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I always love to kick us off with asking the guests what is their favorite scripture verse, because I feel like we can really get to know someone through their life verse. So do you have one and share with us why?
1: I do. Of course, I have several, but my favorite right now is Ephesians, and it has been for a long time, Ephesians 6, 13. But- Really, it's 10 through 18 is the whole like armor of God. Um, But 13 is just putting on the armor of God so that when evil comes, you can stand. Mm -hmm. And that's really my favorite verse, you know, right now, because it is from head to toe of protection. You have uh, the helmet you know, like for salvation. And then the breastplate is good for righteousness and being honest and keeping you honest. And it's just basically head to toe. You're just covered in uh, your God's promises. And and the shield of faith is knowing God's promises to protect you. And the belt of truth is God's word of truth. And, And then the sword of the spirit is the word of God and his weapon. And Um, one time that one of my Bible teachers, she had a sword with her and she turned it upside down and then it was like the cross. So like it gave symbol of both, like promises of protection, like the sword protects and the cross protects. So I thought that was really cool when she, you know, did that. And then of course the feet to prepare your way and walk with Jesus. So, um, I like that verse.
0: Oh Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I love that illustration that with the sword. I've never heard of that yeah. before. That is so great. Yeah. I know. It's one of those verses that are so powerful and one that we need daily, every day to put on. And it's one of those that you kind of forget, right? It's not one that automatically comes to you, and it's such a good reminder that we need to put that on daily and um, fight that spiritual battle, right, every day, so... Love that so much, Dana. Okay, well, share with our friend here a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, I was really lucky because I was raised in two faiths. I was raised in uh, Catholic. My dad's family was Catholic. My My mom's side of the family was Southern Baptist. So I got like really good education with Catholic. I went to Catholic schools and all that. But in the summers, I would go spend a lot of times with my aunts and uncles in Mississippi. And that's where I was saved and found salvation at 10 years old. So I've really been walking the Christian. I've been a Christian. I've been saved since I was 10. So for a really long time, I've, I go to church. I, you know, I love church and um, I really liked the Catholic faith as far as like, just kind of belonging to something. And, and it felt um, protected and um, was the repetition of being in the Catholic Church was comforting to me. Mm-hmm. But then as I got older, I just felt like I was learning more from a non denomination like mm-hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. but that didn't come until later. Um, I got married in 92 to Jason Grimsley. He is a professional, was a professional baseball player. He played for 22 years. We have three children. Their ages right now are 28, 26 and 22, two boys and a girl. Um, they all live close to us. We're just right outside of Houston. And, um, My story right now is going on because my husband just finished publishing a book about his life and through baseball and his struggles with drugs and um, infidelity um, through his baseball career. And he did try to commit suicide and his journey through that, our journey through that actually, because we both lived it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And my journey now is just to hopefully I can help other women Or even men, you know, that are in the same position as me and to really know the power of prayer because that's really my story and what got me through the toughest times of our marriage was the power of prayer. And I really started to see that power work in my life. And work in his life as well,
0: and I think that's so well needed for us to hear how to be with somebody who um, is in that abuse, right? That substance abuse, and what to do. And in your circumstance, it worked out in the end. Uh, yeah. But I wanna, I wanna take us through. Let's f- see what it's like to live in Dana's shoes when your husband started to uh, get involved in substance abuse? Like how did that just, was that happening a little bit before you got married or in the early years? Just take us through that timeline.
1: Yeah, so I think it really more started when he started playing for the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Um, He played for the Yankees in 99 and 2000. In 99, I was pregnant with my third child, Rain, and um, he, you know, the notoriety in New York is just crazy. I mean, like, those guys can do nothing wrong, and everything is just laid out for them, the red carpet everywhere they go, and Mm -hmm. I can see how it's kind of hard not to fall into that, those shoes of going out at night and, and then the drugs and the women. And I mean, if it's in front of you every day, it's hard not to, you know, go down that path. You have to focus on trying not to put that in front of you.
0: Sure. It's a whole different lifestyle.
1: It's probably, you know, I think where it pretty much started or that's when it started getting really, really bad in 99 Mm and 2000, um, just drugs and, and women and, yeah. Um. It, it was really, really difficult. It put me through a path that was hard for me because I was home with three kids and yet I would be with them during the day and as soon as they would, I would put them to bed, I was being like the detective. I was up all night being a detective trying to find exactly what he was doing, mm-hmm. going through phone yeah. records, going through credit cards, just catching him in lies after lies after lies. And mm-hmm. um, I... I was just taking a toll on me. It was really, really affecting me and who I was. And then I wasn't being very nice. But, you know, I do like to say that a lot of times my kids is what got me through it. And, of course, my family, you know, they knew. And then they got me through it. And some dear friends that, you know, I was... Mm -hmm. talking to that helped me get through it too. But if I didn't have my children, I could see easily that I would just lay in bed, be depressed, curl up in a ball, not get up. I mean, I can really, really see myself and in that that situation and that kind of person, but you know what? I was home alone. I had to get those kids up every day for school. Mm-hmm. I had to take them to school. I had to feed them. I had to pick them up from school, get them to their practices, feed them dinner, mm-hmm. lay them to bed. But then after that, I was staying up all night, like yeah. trying to figure out what he was doing the whole time. Right. But I yeah. didn't have time to. I didn't have time to just lay down and be depressed about it. I I became a fighter.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you're in survival mode of just, Mm -hmm. I have to survive. I got responsibilities. You got these little humans to take care of. And how
1: was your relationship with the Lord at that time? I I had a very strong relationship with the Lord. Um, In 2015, it got really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I always went to church. Jason didn't always go to church as much. Um, I always went to church, always wanted the kids to go to church. Jason always prayed with the kids um, when they, he tucked them in for bed. I mean, church was, and God was relevant in our lives. Not that Jason was always like going down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always relevant in our lives and with our kids. So we made sure that they were raised in a Christian home and um they yeah. went to Christian schools. So it was there. Um, but in 2015 is the movie uh War Room came out with Priscilla yes. Shire.
0: Such a good um, movie.
1: Yes, and that had a huge wow. impact on that on me because in that movie the main character her husband was getting ready to step out on her and what she did is she created that prayer room or war room and prayed for her husband and Mm -hmm. then from then on that's what I started doing I made a prayer room a war room and Uh it was in my closet and I would just go in my closet and I would pray for him and I learned how to pray for him Mm -hmm. and um yeah, so that was, like, in 2015, and I've done that ever since. Mm,
0: so good. I know, because prayers never die, you know, and it's so important to circle prayers around our spouse, around our kids, and so you you felt like, would you say you felt closer to God more than ever going through what you were going through with your husband,
1: Yes, I did. I actually heard God speak to me um, one day. I So um, it was in 2000 and I want to say it was 2006. Jason retired in 2006 um, and he was going through a lot because of retirement. You know, when baseball players or any athlete, when that, that's taken away from you, like they kind of don't know what to do, but he was already struggling. Yeah. Um, But then after that, it was just getting so bad. And I asked him to leave. And um, I remember I was coming home when he was at our camp. We had a camp outside of, we were living in Kansas at the time and we had a camp outside of Kansas. And so he was there, but I did get word that um, he called one of his friends because he was suicidal and his friend um, brought him to a psych ward. And uh, so I knew he was there. But I was coming home and I was I had a hatchback and I was taking groceries out of the car and I heard God say, He is your husband, you need to stand by him. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go see him in that psych ward and he went mm-hmm. to rehab after that. And so yeah, I mean, I was my faith was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I I did believe in my prayers, and when I heard God saying that, I started seeing jason in god's eyes not you know my eyes sure yeah when you finally take that control off of yourself and give it to god you know you don't know the plans that god has in the future for i mean look what he's done with jason i mean jason is reaching so many people i'm so proud of him we have a wonderful relationship our our kids were able to like go through that and see his change in him and and then me standing by him um, with the grace of God, you know, just standing by him, our kids even like went through that and saw that. So that was really important. I mean, we don't know what God has in the future for our lives or even our, my spouse's life. You know, if I would have just walked away that day and never heard God's voice, never was sensitive enough to hear God's voice, I mean, where would we be today? Yeah. And I mean, God's truth wouldn't get out. And that's what I'm here for today to get God's truth out. And Jason's there to get God's truth out and help others.
0: Yeah. So good to be that voice of God's restoration, you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus restores and, you know, we just need to surrender all to him and allow him to do the healing. And, Uh, That's so great. I believe through your prayers, you were in tune with the Holy Spirit and directing Mm -hmm. you and telling you stay because the Lord knew the outcome of um, Jason's life. Like he knew that he was going to get the healing and that your marriage was going to be restored and because you made that decision to lean in even closer and by doing that prayer room and circling your marriage with prayers uh, you were able to get that direction that clarity to to stay Uh, Mm -hmm. so good and so you said your kids went through it too Um, did you try to maybe protect them from finding out too much? Did you guard them? Cause I know that's kind of a natural thing. Us as moms.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My children didn't know anything that was happening and probably until like around 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went to rehab twice. So he went to rehab in 2006. My kids didn't know any, they just thought he went away and, yeah. um, he needed healing. Um, mm-hmm. they didn't really know why. But he would call them every night and pray over them before they went to bed. And he was gone for a month, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that was in 2006. In 2015, they knew that he was having struggles and troubles because, you know, I threw him out of the house again in 2015. Um, And that's when he tried to take his own life. He Mm -hmm. um, pulled a trigger um, in his, I think he said his eye. Yeah. Um, but the gun didn't go off. So, you know, God saved him from that and yeah. they were there for that when we went to go try to find him. So yeah. at that, at that time they knew they were older, you Yeah. Know? so mm-hmm. one was in college. Um, mm-hmm. one was about to go to college or maybe both the boys were in college already. And my daughter mm-hmm. was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, they knew what was going on then. Yeah. But I did. I did protect them before that. It just, I mean, I had to.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he wrote a book, uh, just came out, Cross-Stitched, One Man's Journey from Ruin to Restoration. Uh, Can you kind of be a voice for him? Like why why now write the book and share it? And what is he doing now? What are you both doing now?
1: Well, he wrote the book because the story is so powerful. He was inspired by several people like pounding on him to write it, me being one Mm -hmm. (laughs) and some other dear friends. Um, He tells great stories. There's some great baseball stories in it. There's um, stories about his struggles. When he was a young boy, he was molested by um, another boy down the street. So that is what carried him through. And I didn't even know that until... um, probably 2016, he told me and his AA sponsor. Um, So he had buried that in his, his self for so long. And it was just like in a box and then um, it came out. And then that that is more of an understanding of him and Mm -hmm. what he's gone through and why he did the things that he did was probably stemmed back from those original hurts. Right. Yeah. So um, that's, why he wrote the book because he just he says it that he just would like to say one person if this book helps just one person then it was all worth it yeah. and i mean like i said there's fun like baseball stories in it so it's not just for a baseball player uh fan just not uh, fans it's also for um God's word and spiritual life in that way and God's grace learning about God's grace um it has excerpts from our children um that day that we did go look for him and find him when he tried to commit suicide um they interviewed so uh, Jason Clark wrote the book with Jason and Jason Clark interviewed the kids. So they have little portions in the book and along with his mom and myself on that day of what we all went through yeah. through that. So it's a really good book because it, mm-hmm. it I think it goes to a lot of people. Mental wellness, baseball fans, sports fans, yeah. it covers all of it. So right now we've been, uh, Jason's doing a lot of podcasts. He's been on a lot of like uh, news shows. We just did uh, good morning America. So we've been in New York. We were in New York for 18 days. So we just got back. Um, He did a couple of things in New York and we had a book signing with some friends up in New Jersey. So that's what we're doing right now with him. And right now it's just mostly him, but this is my first podcast. So hopefully I can do more and then maybe we can do some things together. Yeah, that's awesome. That was our commitment yeah. to each other, to do this together. We don't need to go down a path of, you know, brokenness again. No. <laughs> we need to do this together.
0: Yes, do it together. Um, I just had uh, Tracy Strawberry, you know, Daryl Strawberry, yeah. who was a baseball player. <laughs> so, And uh-huh. they go and they minister together. And it's like just the teamwork that God designed for us as married couples to be yeah. uh, working as a team and it just yeah. makes it so much
1: better that way. And I, I love they played together one year with the Yankees, maybe 2000. Oh, yeah. I'm not real sure, but it, maybe he came right after Jason left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love hearing uh stories like that where, people look up and they idolize and they're like oh the the famous it doesn't mean you've got this easy life you're not immune to what can happen to you in every day like there's right. there's wounds there's pain even with the the famous athletes and and I love that your husband and others are coming out and speaking And being a voice and writing books about the ruin, like your husband stated in his book, The Ruin to the Restoration, because we need to hear more of those stories of how God got us through the rock bottom to living a life that God wants for us. And so I Love hearing these stories, these testimonies of how God's faithfulness brought you through. And it takes Us on our part, though, to surrender to that and to accept that invitation that the Lord wants to give us. So do you want to share anything more about what you went through, anything about the book?
1: Yeah, uh, right now we are, uh, I'm on the board for an organization. We're building a home for adolescent girls that have been victims of sex trafficking right here, Emerging Grace Ministries. So Jason and I have been doing a lot with that. All the book proceeds are going to that organization. Uh, oh, so that's right. kind of what we're been busy with uh, lately. We did just buy property in Montgomery County for, we didn't personally, the organization. Right. got Just got property to build that house. So we're excited about that and start helping these girls that have been um, sex trafficked mm-hmm. and um I did write something a couple of days ago that if I could read it, I don't... Oh, I'd love to hear it. Yes. Okay. It's about control and mm-hmm. give, finally giving up control, giving that control up to God. Yeah. I said, uh, when we finally give up control and fight the enemy with prayer and the word, the battle is over. It doesn't mean that our enemy is gone. He is there at times telling me I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not godly enough. It gives me reminders of past hurts. But now I know God has used my past to fight the enemy and give that fight to others. The enemy is desperate to break the bond of marriage. The enemy knows that if that bond is broken, then everything below it breaks. God teaches us in Ephesians how to fight from head to toe with that armor. I I saw my prayer life get stronger and stronger. I started to see things happen around me and saw that it was because of my prayers. I could actually see that prayer is vital. I prayed for Jason to know God and to get sober and turn away from that sin that was keeping him in a distance from the very heart of God.
0: So good and so true. let uh, conclude with a takeaway. What's something that you can leave with the listener? Maybe they are married to someone who's struggling. Maybe they're struggling. Maybe they have a friend that's struggling. You had to, you know, encourage them with that one thing. What would that be?
1: Um, we'll definitely the power of prayer. Mm-hmm and don't give up on a marriage I mean you just don't know what can happen in the future so just fight for your marriage as much as you can yes there are times when you absolutely have to get out but God's plan is so much greater than ours so and just fight for your marriage fight for that person that is struggling know them like God knows them see them that God how God sees them and that will I think that we can help friends that kind of way okay
0: and where can people pick up this book and reach out um, you to you you can guys. get it on
1: Amazon that's the only place right now on Amazon there is also Audible
0: Okay, and so. then if they want to get involved in your organization do you have a website yeah emerginggrace.org alright Dana well thank you so much for coming on yeah. here and sharing with us this vulnerable story
1: thank you for having me
0: Thank you so much for listening today, and I trust that God has encouraged you through this story. Did you know this podcast is on YouTube? Hop on there and subscribe, and you can see a live recording of each episode. And for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com. That's J A Y M E. Elizabeth.com. And let's connect beyond this podcast by going to my Instagram handle, Jamie Elizabeth, She Speaks Life, or Facebook. Until next time, my friend, I hope God reveals himself through your own life story.